you have two characters, A and B. It is B's birthday. A goes to the store, buys a gift. A wraps that gift. Later, A meets up with B and gives them the gift. B unwraps their gift, sees what it is, says thank you, and moves on. You have two characters, A and B. A has a secret. B doesn't know. You have two characters, A and B. A and B are a couple. A feels a certain way. B does not. B does not tell A how they feel. You have two characters, A and B. A has a problem. A has feelings about that problem. They do not tell B. These examples in this structure is all about withholding information. That's what I want to talk about today. It's important to understand the impact and effects and ideas and theory of withholding information because what has to happen or what I should say what happens so frequently in story is that over the course of the story you the author are withholding information from the reader until such time as they need it in the story. You don't tell them everything all in chapter one. You don't immediately spoil who the killer is going to be in your murder mystery. It develops over time. This is a positive use of withholding information. However, if we come back to our examples, A and B, having secrets and not sharing them with each other, are potentially negative costs of withholding information. Here's the theory. Here's the baseline strategy. Withholding information is mostly harmful or creates tension within the relationship between whomever's holding these two secrets. When A goes to the store and buys B a birthday gift, yes, they wrap it. And in that moment where B is holding the wrapped unknown gift, There's tension. There's this idea of, well, what could it be? If it's something positive that B wants or likes, then the relationship is strengthened by it. Oh, you're so thoughtful. You got me this thing. But if A got B something they don't like, whether intentional or otherwise, or it's it's something mocking, it's a cruel joke or a poorly thought gift, then A is harming the relationship with B. Withholding information always creates tension. Don't read tension into, like, danger, because that's one flavor of tension. It's just tension. You just create this situation where there is an unknown and a need for resolution. And how long you sustain it, how long you draw it out, matters. The longer B holds A's wrapped but unknown gift the more the tension builds. The more you write sentences about how A's unwrapped gift is sitting there and B keeps looking over at it, creates tension, creates a matter of buildup, suspense about what that wrapped gift could be. Let's go look at our other example. Let's go look at when A and B are a couple and A has certain feelings and B does not and B does not tell A how they feel. Sitting in that space is holding that tension. Withholding information creates that tension, and you, the author, can manipulate that tension. Now, if we are following character B, the one who does not tell A how they feel, and we're in their head, whether it's first person or third person or whatever, 
if we're in their head, we are clued in. We're on B's side. We get that they don't feel the same way about A or that they're thinking about A in a different way than A is thinking about B. And part of the tension is about the discovery of the information, the revelation of it, the reveal of it, the big pull back the curtain, ta-da moment of it. The minute B unwraps the gift, the the truth is revealed. Oh, you got me a box of whatever. Withholding information creates tension. Holding information too long, i.e. taking forever in a day and not mentioning it, doesn't necessarily do us any favors. It doesn't make the tension more tense. So if A and B are at lunch and A hands B a birthday gift and B puts the gift to the side and then goes on and has lunch and they have a regular conversation and it's no big deal and there's there's no real stakes, danger, or tension, or problem. It's just, hey, two friends having lunch. Then all of a sudden B grabs their gift, unwraps it, and has very little to remark on. You have not created a lot of tension about it. But if we followed A in wrapping that gift, in selecting it, in choosing it, and maybe planting an explosive device in it and wrapping it along with it, knowing that this, the, this is their chance where they will finally destroy their opponent B, and we keep talking about how B and the explosive device are sitting just off to the side and how A is nervously looking over at it, A is thinking about it, and since we're connected to A, we don't stop thinking about it. Then all of a sudden, when B opens it and goes kaboom, the reveal releases that tension. Is it possible to create too much tension? Is it possible to drag things along? Absolutely. The longer something drags on, the lower the tension after a while. Yeah, you can build it up and build it up and build it up, but after a while, it just becomes absurd because you cannot expect a reader, a receiver of information, to hold that much tension, especially on multiple things all at once, without some of it failing, without some of it falling behind, without them just forgetting things. Now, you, the author, are going to say, yeah, but I can keep my story straight. Why can't they? Because you're emotionally connected to it, and you're also looking at it somewhat subjectively. You don't feel the same tension the reader does. You have a somewhat objective sense of things. You see the big picture. You know where the story is going. The tension isn't in learning the story as it is deployed. Your tension is in the ultimate emotional impact. Will they like this thing when they see it? When we get to the reveal, the producer or the distributor of information cares more about the reveal and its impact. The receiver of information feels that tension along with the unknown quantity. You know how you feel when a family member or friend sends you a text like, we need to talk? That tension, that moment of gut-dropping worry is because you, the receiver of this information, don't know the unknown. They know the unknown. To them, it's not a big deal. To them, it's just them sending you a message and then saying, hey, are you, are you free for dinner later? They don't have that tension. They have a different tension. They have a different tension about, well, why are they getting upset with me? I just sent them two text messages. We have to talk. Then a long gap because other things happened. Hey, do you want to have dinner? Understanding where tension is for each of the people involved in a situation allows you to manipulate those tensions accordingly and effectively. If 
A tells B, hey, we need to talk, and then doesn't say a goddamn thing for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour or more, and then doesn't answer their phone when B calls in a panic because the use of the unknown is manipulating B and pushing them forward, then A doesn't understand why B is upset. We've created a new situation. We've created new tension. If B doesn't reply, then the tension is not in so much the reveal, but now we've created a new circumstance. Think about that tension manipulation. Think about who feels what and why. Part of that's going to be context. Part of that's just going to be who has information and who is using the unknown to fill in the gaps. But withholding information, parceling it out, doling it out specifically, is one of your strongest tools and one of your biggest assets when it comes to writing whatever you're writing. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.